Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a wonderful show for you guys lined up today. We have uh, Deb Boulanger, and she is a whole life coach for people who are juggling it all and want to live a whole life, so I'm so excited uh, to meet her today. And uh, Rob, well, I guess we are happy. I shouldn't say we are uh, <laughs> being very sad today. Um, <laughs> But we then we have Jody, um, sorry, Judy Brizendine. I can't get Jody Bramer Brizendine. Drive me crazy. I, I um, know it. Yeah, she wrote this wonderful grief book that helped me so much in my in my life. We had found it has so much green in there, and it's really if you have lost a son, a house, a house, it's both for you and. About it, Rob. The pilot, the room to write it. It did take me ten hours to read. I got immediate, immediate information in three pages. So I was thrilled. Oh, I know. The book really is a, an amazing book, and I love the companion workbook that goes with it because oh. this gives you. Um, um, just such a way of sort of contemplating what you've just read, putting it into your own perspective. You, you know, sometimes you read a book and it's someone's someone's point of view, and it was the the approach that that person took. But it doesn't give you time to digest what you've just experienced through that book. And by having this journal, it's not only giving you a chance to then take her words and put it into your own heart, but then for you to experience on just like in any conversation somebody says something and it brings up a tangent or it brings up another feeling and I think it just helps you focus so much on the things that might be weighing on your heart and it doesn't necessarily have to be grief it could just be stress it could be things that a difficult decision that you have to make in in the particular place you are in your own life journey so i i think this book is a tremendous uh, asset to anyone's life it is and it is pretty i mean I, yes. i'm such a girly girl you know and i, I just, it's so funny because i have you know the glitter and then i use my glitter marker <laughs> but i really appreciate you know and I, my company produced a lot of and there's so much work and there was much work with that journal it is so pretty i mean there's inspirational quotes the layout is there's 
things to look at. It's actually very soothing. Um, yeah. I think we've Timonial on, um, or what is what was it? Oceans, the teacup. <laughs> yes, yes, they were wonderful. Yeah, and Judy's journal book. You could have a beautiful heal, you know, half hour with that cup of tea and this pretty journal that just <laughs> it just makes you feel comforted. I know it did me. I think so. And and I, I there again, like you say, that there's uh, an adequate amount of white space around the pages. And it lets you put all of those little notes or if you want to pull out your sparkly pens or whatever. It's, it's a lovely journal. So I'm so glad that we're having her. We had her earlier in the summer and uh, for a short visit. And we're just delighted to have her back today. Okay. That makes me think of mom and your mom, you know. Um, but it brought up the thing about so many of our military families have like their moms like sandwiches. They have elder care issues and they have child care issues. And I'm preparing, you know, for my dad to move back, you know, with me for six months mm-hmm. and, you know, getting his around his hearing aid, you know, that's under the bed. Um, but it got me thinking today about, you know, when we have elders living with us in a multi-generational household, mm-hmm. I found like two particularly like great with those generational, um, multi-generational, I got these bows, headphones, and I got um, but they have these headphones plug into the back of the advertised on TV. I can, I can blast the military channel because <laughs> runway you know, in the TV stairs because um, he likes to uh, uh, hearing aids in his ears. He blasts that song. I have Steve do the same. Yeah, I have Steve and do the same thing. Um, I think we've got a little bit of feed um, problem, Sandra. Just I, I'm not sure if we're going to try and reach you on your phone. Um, we, I do have to do the same thing when uh, Steve. Steve is a little bit hard of hearing, and I have him put his earphones on. And I like your. I think you were saying, saying you got these things that are remote controlled, which are wonderful. Um, I think that they're a great asset. Sometimes hearing aids just don't quite fit right, and if they don't fit right, then um, that's frustrating, not only to the person who's trying to communicate, but for the person who's trying to listen. And uh, it makes it so difficult when you've got to either have the volume up way high. I know that the VA will help with hearing apparatus, so uh, veterans should be going out to uh, try and um, see what their local VA can help support them with. But I'm almost wondering about um, other apparatus like that. I don't know how far the benefit would extend, but it's it certainly is something that's that's a value. And there are so many um, devices nowadays too. Like if your Bluetooth connects you to your phone and connects you to your television, and um, you know all of those kinds of things. Those Bluetooth um, devices are just amazing. 
So I think <clears throat> those kinds of things are really, really, really helpful. Um, and why should somebody struggle? And you know what? We had a multi-generational house too. And there were times even when I'd be doing the show, San, and <laughs> I would have my mother, I'd have to go right, mute my microphone and run down the hall and say, Mom, I can hear your TV. <laughs> She'd be all the way oh, down I the know. hall. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, and, you don't notice this till you live with somebody. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and they don't realize it because the, the decline has been gradual on their part. So they're not aware of it. Uh, in fact, you know, I will say this in public. I, um, it might be my, my, um, confession it, I, the day that my mom died I was on the phone with a business call and mom had just turned up Ellen and the audience you know how on the Ellen show the audience just gets all crazy and wild and they cheer and they scream and even in my day I, I was never a screamer in an audience but anyway that's besides the point so I'm talking to the woman on the phone and it was so loud it just echoed down the hall and I said oh gee I'm so sorry my mom's tv just went up she can't hear and she just turned Ellen up and it you know, I kind of complained about my mother's television and it was like I had just hung up with the woman and it wasn't 10 minutes later and my mom had died and I thought I have to live with this burden <laughs> that <laughs> I complained about my mother's oh, wait, television <laughs> oh gosh so that's that's it but yeah I hope that your dad's comfortable um when he comes out and and has his his little headset <laughs> Well, that's the thing. We want to make it so it works for everybody. You know, his ear ear pieces, whatever, or his ear, what do you call those, hearing aids, they're uncomfortable, oh. and they bother him after a point. Sure. You know? Sure. And then we need to have our eardrums work, not rupture, <laughs> because they're doing jet takeoff tests up in the TV room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's hard. I'm glad he's coming out. You know, I, I think more and more families are becoming multi-generational. And that, that's actually something um, that we'll talk about with one of our guests coming up is, is oh, oh, and real quick before we do get into it, speaking of multi-generational, um, George Washington University is looking for at-home parents or step-parents or child caregivers um, who want to take part in a study. Um, you can email uh, gwu.military.families at gmail.com. There's an Amazon gift certificate in it and they want to find families who has at least one child under 18 and is a parent of someone who's currently deployed and they want to see how families stay in touch and how um, they deal with separation. So I wanted to get that out there because they're really looking for uh, people to participate in the study. Oh, that's so, wonderful. I think that's so great. I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, except you don't have somebody deployed right now. <clears throat> you have to have someone under 18. Yeah, but I want the Amazon coupon. Yes. I want an Amazon coupon. Come on. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, they're doing this wonderful study and, you know, data like this is really important because it's only going to be able to turn around and help all of the families uh, in future generations. So we hope that everyone will take part in it. 
Sandra, that's we've got right. a break Even coming if you up. Don't get the coupon. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You're helping other families down the way. <laughs> Sandra, we got a break. We got to take a commercial break, but on the other side of the break, we have Deb Boulanger, who is the whole life coach for busy women over 40 who want more out of life from the food they eat, the love they get, and the work they do. Who doesn't want a little more love, a little more food, a little more <laughs> I think and it's that wonderful. Amazon coupon. <laughs> that Amazon coupon. We're going to find a way to make that happen. <laughs> You're going to want to hear Deb. She's delightful, and we're so glad that she's joining us here today on Military Mom Talk Radio. You're going to uh, want to stay tuned. She'll be back with us after the break. Um, and I want to say um, that we are back in a moment. I guess I was looking at the cues, and it wasn't coming up. <laughs> So, there we go. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose and all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? Well, pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on Tugginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. 
It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And we are here today with Deb Boulanger, and she's got a really, really super interesting career, Rob. It's, it's, it's almost as cool as ours, but not quite. <laughs> I think so. I'm so excited to meet her. Um, the whole life coach for busy women, well, doesn't that meet all of our needs, huh? I know, and that's a lot of pressure. You're going to take care of my whole <laughs> life, but I'll tell you, this lady knows how to do it. Oh, let's welcome her. Hi, Deb. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Robin. Hi, Sandra. It's great to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you. I think what you do is so important. And I also think, especially with respect to the military family and lifestyle, like I wasn't aware um, that, you know, kind of women like you existed, really. And um, I really haven't seen anything prevalent in the military lifestyle. um, So that's why we wanted to bring you to our audience. And I'd like you to talk a little bit about what you do and what's your background, um, because I just think it's so neat. Mm, Sure. So I wasn't always a whole life coach. I was actually uh, one of these women who was stretched in a million different directions. I had a really busy career. Uh, I had worked for 20 years as a product marketing executive, and I was a mom, and I had a husband, and then my marriage started falling apart, and my mother was getting sick, and it was just, it just all became too much, and I found myself just uh, fatigued and uh, suffering with my adrenals, and it was, it was a time when I had to transform my life from the inside out. And I started with food. And once I started eating a healthier diet and adding more exercise into my life, I started looking around at the other choices I was making and started to slow down in other areas. And eventually I actually just took this on as a profession to help other women eat eat better, be able to provide their families better food, um, make better choices overall. Because when we're making better choices about food, we're actually increasing our gut intuition, and that's our second brain. And and uh, it's not as hard as you think, actually. I can only imagine, though, Deb, here you are in a, a long marriage, and you had a long career. How did you come to that decision? Did you just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm changing? (laughs) That's going to be scary. Uh, It is. Well, it's scary. And everyone around me said, you know, you have a lot of courage. It's extremely courageous. And I suppose looking back, it actually was. But I had gotten to the point where I had been in the career for a long time. I'd been the same with the same company almost 20 years. And I had done so much good, but there was just this empty hole inside. I was not only energetically depleted, but I was starting to lose passion and enthusiasm and really satisfaction in what I was doing. And I thought there's got to be a bigger purpose out there. And then after my marriage kind of crashed and and I started building myself up from the bottom, then I wanted to 
show other women that, you know, you don't have to live a life of compromise and you're not being selfish if you take care of yourself. And let me show you how. Let me show you how you can incorporate it into your already busy day. And it became a passion of mine. And and yes, it's been scary and I've had my doubts, but my passion and my vision is so strong. I just keep moving forward. And the results are fabulous. Well, That's and I wonderful. think what you're talking about, the how is what's so difficult for most of us. I know it is for me because I don't have like two hours in the day to meditate and figure out what changes I need to make. So if you can show me what it looks like and you can tell me how, I'm a good foot soldier. I'll follow, but I can't I can't bring this stuff up on my own. What are the types of things that you help us with? Mm. So uh, with one of my clients, uh, she was a very, very busy woman who never spent a lot of time in the kitchen, and her husband was diabetic, one of her sons was diabetic as well, and she said, Deb, you know, I even go into a panic whenever I have to go to a grocery store because I don't even know what to buy, and they're living on takeout, you know, with sandwiches from Subway. So I wrote the Live a Whole Life Guide to Cooking and Eating Healthy Food Without Adding to Your To-Do List because it's not difficult, it doesn't have to be time-consuming. Uh, but there are some simple things you can do. And number one is you start where you shop. If you purge your pantry of anything that has food additives or preservatives and you start bringing in healthy whole foods, then it's a lot easier to up your health. And uh, one thing I do is give my clients a, a shopping list and you buy organic wherever you can. And when you have good ingredients in your refrigerator and you clean and you prep your veggies in advance, so that's like step two. Step one is start where you shop, make sure you have good choices and that they're available and they're handy. Step two is you clean your veggies, you prep them, you wash your greens, you dry them, you chop them, leave them in the refrigerator where they where you can see them and they're readily accessible. So it's easy to pull your hand in and grab some out, throw it in a salad or saute in a pan. Um, the other thing you do is put your fruits out on the kitchen counter. So if your kids are getting fat, if they're having trouble in school concentrating and they have been diagnosed with ADD or the teachers are saying they're hyperactive, it might be because they're eating too much junk food. And I found with my 14-year-old that if I just left the fruit out, Within his, his vision, when he walked by on his way to the kitchen, he'd grab an apple or he'd grab one of those delicious clementines that are coming out now. Um, step three is to bag your snacks. So our kids love to snack. We need snacks from time to time. We can't always get from breakfast to lunch without having something else. But what we buy in the store is uh, addictive, number one. It's full of preservatives. It's compromising our endocrine system. And who needs that? It's making us fat. And even artificial sweeteners where we think we're, we're doing something good because we're having a reduced calorie drink is actually having the reverse effect on our bodies. Our bodies think we're taking in sugar. They react like there's sugar in there. They go to burn up that glucose and there's nothing there. So they store fat. So the standard American diet is making us fat. And as moms, we need to take control. And when the mom and the family shifts, the entire family shifts because they get interested in what she's doing. That's really so practical, and it sounds so simple, but how many of us aren't just giving ourselves that little bit of discipline to do that? I know um, 
it, it's so easy to say, oh, we should be eating better, but it's the preparation. Yes, making it easy, putting up the little snack bags. You're right that if they're already there, then that's what you're going to grab. You're not going to grab something that's more deleterious. In your book, do you help us understand how foods work in our systems? Because um, both my husband and I have different issues that we have to deal with and I do spend hours at the grocery store I hate going to the grocery store because it is just I need to look at something for me and then I need to look at something for him and it just seems like the two things are never as comparable as we would like um there for example he is uh probably pre-diabetic, which means that I would like to find things that are a, a slower burn for him as far as um, the the carbs and, and whatnot. Yet, um, I'm never sure which is a slower burning or a, one that your body's going to utilize better. Is this something that our your book is going to help us with? I don't think the food guide helps you there. The food guide will help you understand that every body is different. And that's what you've just clued in on mm. is that we all have a unique constitution and what's right for me isn't going to be what's right for you or what's right for your husband. Mm -hmm. And when someone is insulin resistant or pre-diabetic, you know, yes, you need to have the right choices on hand. And it's almost a, a matter of what you architect on your plate because uh, our, our, you know, it's not about calories, it's about hormones. So when you eat food, if you eat a heart carbohydrate, whether it's a good carbohydrate or a bad carbohydrate, mm -hmm. what does your body do? It's going to release some insulin to kind of burn up that glucose. And when you eat a protein, your body releases a hormone called glucagon. And it's actually keeping the protein and the carbohydrate in balance. So if you want to slow that burn, then you want to make sure you've got a good protein in every meal. You know, that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks. And that's a way to keep it in balance. And when the two of you, when you're trying to make what's right for you and what's right for him, it's about having the right ingredients around. And the two of you may combine them differently because your needs are different. Mm -hmm. But it's cook once, eat many times. So the ingredients for the meals are there. And what you make for dinner one night, you can repurpose for lunch the next or even breakfast. So if you make a grain like quinoa or millet, you can repurpose that for a breakfast cereal the next morning. But for your yeah. husband, if he's insulin resistant, then he's just going to want to be really careful about what he has on his plate. Low glycemic index foods, uh, so uh, fruits and vegetables, so fruits like apples and pears and blueberries or low GI fruits. You want to avoid bananas and dates, things like that that have a lot of sugar. And you want to also make sure that you're balancing out those carbohydrates with high quality proteins, lean proteins. And mm. fats good too. You know, just make sure they're good fats. The good fats. It's so much. It's so complex. And I'm so glad that we have people to turn to. Where can we find more information from you, Deb? We've coming coming very close to the end of the segment. Where can we find more? Sure. Well, anyone who's listening to the broadcast can download the Healthy Food Guide. So it's myhealthyfoodguide.com, just as it sounds. And uh, you can find out more about me and get in touch with me if you have questions at liveaholelife.net liveaholelife.net. That's wonderful. I'm so excited because 
I need somebody like you to sort of kind of give me a little boost in the butt and say, this is what you've got to do. You've really got to do it. And I'm so glad you're with us today, Deb. Thank you so much. Deb Boulanger. Oh. Did I say your name correctly? You did, Robin. It is Deb Boulanger. And it's easier than you think. So give oh, me a call. <laughs> I sure will. Thank you so much. And we want to make sure everybody goes to My Healthy Food Guide and, and get that so that everybody can be as healthy and as happy as Deb is. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Robin. Bye, Sandra. Coming up on the other side of the break, we've got Judy Brizendine, author, blogger, and speaker. She's a woman who is passionate about uh, the life that's ahead of her. Please stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. It's talking Smack with Beth, the real sports mom. It's one hour of hot topics that matter to sports moms and athletes. We'll be bringing you tips and advice from the leaders in youth sports today, as well as some inspiring stories from athletes and sports moms. With our own Sports Moms Roundtable, you're invited to be part of our show. We strive to educate and empower sports moms everywhere. Join us for Talkin' Smack with Beth, the real sports mom, every Thursday at 12 noon central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and my gosh, we're already at the halfway point in the show, so for those of you that missed the first half of the show, you can check us out on iTunes, along with over 175 hours of free, military-family-friendly programming. You can go to our website, militarymomtalkradio.com, and you can also go to our host station in Texas, for which we are eternally grateful, because without them, the show would not be possible. Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com. Rob, oh, I'm so excited to have Judy here, aren't you? 
I am too, but you have something to say before we say hello to Judy. Who are you going to say hi to? I do. I do. We want to put a shout out to Lisa Dietrich, who is one of our women empowerment and faith specialists. And she has one son who's deployed and in the Army. And she just sent me a text that her son, John, uh, has joined the Army this week. So we want to say, hoo-ah, wonderful for you. And we support you, Lisa, every step of the way. And we're proud of you, John. Oh, God bless you, Lisa, because, boy, two of them over in, in involved, it's it's just, it's, she's a very strong woman, and, and if anybody knows how to manage it in your heart, it is Lisa. So, we're thinking of you, Lisa, and best wishes, and hope both boys are, are on their missions and doing great work. That's right, that's right. <clears throat> Sam, do you want to tell us about yeah, Judy? Yeah, go ahead, Rob. You're better at it than I am. <laughs> I was waiting for you to pick it up. <laughs> we have Judy Brizendine, and as I started to say before the break, she's an author, a blogger, she is a speaker, and she does have a passionate mission that developed as a result of a tragic loss. And her statement, out of your deepest pain comes your greatest gift, describes her experience and the beginning of an incredible journey that she's here to share with us. Judy, hello. Welcome to Military Mom Talk Radio. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, thank you for joining us. We uh, did have you a little bit ago, but we have so much to talk to you about. We're delighted that you've you've returned. Um, One of the things that I think is so amazing is the volumes of resources that you have in your books. But what we should probably do is step back and talk a little bit about what brought you to this point in your life journey um, and how this all began. What brought me to this point was the sudden death of my husband. And um, that happened back in 1998. Um, It was an event that really um, changed everything in my life instantly. And as the years went by, um, it also changed the direction that I was headed in. Um, It was the most difficult journey, the most difficult experience I've ever had. But Mm -hmm. so much came from that and so much came out of that. And I realized over the years with all that I learned through that experience and by co-facilitating grief support groups, there is such a need for people to understand about grief um, before it happens to them because, um, frankly, most people are in the same boat I was in. When uh, my husband died suddenly, I didn't know a thing about grief. And when something that, uh, a loss that profound happens to you, literally um, grief affects every part of your life. And when something is so far reaching as that and you have no idea about it, you know, what to expect, what to do, how it affects your life, how it affects your relationships, you know, how it affects mm. everything, then you have to deal not only with the loss, which is difficult enough by itself, but when you have to struggle then to figure out the grief and what you do with it and how you work your way through this, 
it makes things so much more difficult than um, than they already are. And, you know, one thing that most of us don't realize about grief, I think, I certainly didn't, is that there was anything that I had to do. You know, a lot of times we have this um, incorrect um, understanding about grief that, you know, a loss happens to you, grief you know, comes and sort of settles on you and stays there for a while. And after a certain amount of time, it leaves. And then you get back to your life and go on and that's it. Well, that couldn't be further from the truth. You know, you really do have to make the choice to enter into that grieving process and do the things that will um, enable you to face and work through your grief and move toward healing. And if you don't know that, um, you know, you're, you're not going to be moving forward. You're going to be stuck in your grief because it will not take care of itself. Well, and Judy, one of the things I found um, with respect to grief and where your book helped me a tremendous amount is that it identified what I was going through because, quite frankly, I thought I was losing my mind. I was foggy. I was forgetful. I was emotional, I was resentful, and I was, I was so many things, and it was like a, like a blender, and Absolutely. I really, truly didn't recognize what was happening to me, so I think it's so important today, especially in dealing with military families, would you identify some of the feelings, some of the things that your body and your soul and your mind and your heart go through, because you know that period, you know what I'm talking about, and I want to share with our listeners what it feels like, what it looks like, so they can recognize it, and they don't think they're going crazy like I was. Well, and you aren't by yourself. I would say 99.9% of people who go through grief at some point or other will ask if they're going crazy, will really question that, because everything that's going on inside and around you is so different from what's typical that, you know, it's easy to think you're that you're going crazy. I mean, you will experience an absolute roller coaster of emotions, you know, up and down and all over the place. Your emotions are generally more intense than normal. Um, forgetfulness that you mentioned is, is a definite thing. You kind of feel like you're, you said, in a fog. I would also say that you're operating on autopilot, you know, that you're kind of going through the motions of the things you have to do, but you're doing it kind of mindlessly. Um, unpredictable tears, uh, you know, you, you'll find that, you know, you can just burst into tears for no reason. And, you know, one of the, one of the places that most people tend to experience that for certain is, you get in the car and start to, to drive somewhere, and all of a sudden you find yourself bursting into tears. I don't know if it's, you know, that quiet um, or exactly what triggers that, but it happens so often. Um, being that feeling of, of detachment, feeling separated, um, even oftentimes from people who are very close to you, you know, there becomes this um, bit of a, a, a barrier or a sense of isolation. Um, unaccustomed anger. You may have bursts of anger that are not your typical personality. Um, fear can even crop up. 
you know, it's not unusual to um, for fear to be present and for you to, um, well, to kind of not be as sure of yourself, to, you know, for um, your self-confidence to, to go down. You can have physical symptoms. Sometimes they're so um, intense that, you know, people have been known to wonder if they're having a heart attack. Um, you may be able, you may not be able to sleep. You may want to do nothing but sleep. You may want to eat all the time. You may not be able to eat. I mean, you know, your body is just um, kind of put into turmoil, just like your emotions and you know everything else. Literally, you know, each part of your your life is affected by the grief. Mm-hmm. We just have a few minutes before the break, Judy. I, I think one of the things that I am seeing is the validation of the things that you are likely to experience when going through uh, a grief uh, situation. And I think that's probably the one thing that maybe, and I don't mean to be gender specific, but women are probably not going to let themselves do. We want to be strong. We want to show the children that we can keep a stiff upper lip. We want to uh, make sure that that people think that we're okay when we really aren't. Um, and I think you're giving us the permission to go ahead and have the ex- the feelings that we're having and be able to process. And I guess on the other side of the break, that's probably where we should pick it up is to be able to start saying, all right, we're going through these these feelings. We're going through these um, changes in our in our new life because after an, a death, we have to find a new life. We are not going to have the person physically with us. We may have them emotionally and in our hearts, but we never will be able to have them in our presence anymore um, and how we go about doing that. Um, did you have a lot, of, we've got about two minutes, Judy, did you have a lot of uh, guidance from therapists and whatnot or did you really process a lot of this alone? I really processed a lot of it um, alone, although I did join a grief support group, which was a wonderful, wonderful decision. And mm-hmm. through that group, I was able to to process a lot of to begin to process it. That's really um, probably where it all started within that group. And then once I started understanding what it was all about, you know, I I could do things and I did do things on my own. But that's a safe place where other mm-hmm. people are going through the same thing. You can talk, you can cry, you can you know find out that what you're going through is normal because other people are experiencing that too. So, um, you know, that's a great way to to begin to understand and to face your grief. Although some people don't feel comfortable going to a group and um, a therapist is, you know, definitely a wonderful thing to do, too. And some people do both. Yeah. We're speaking today with Judy Brizendine. She's the author of Stunned by Grief. It is a highly focused conversational book that cuts through the clutter and zeroes in on flashpoint issues critical to a griever's healing. It's realistic, revealing, and practical, and we're delighted that she's with us today. So stay tuned. She's going to stay with us on the other side of the break. We'll be back in a moment on Military Mom Talk Radio.
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and our guest today is Judy Brizantine, and she has wrote a great book about grief. You can Google her. You can go to um, Amazon. It's a wonderful book. I would suggest you buy the companion journal that goes along with it. I've personally used these tools. I personally endorse them. No, I have not been paid to endorse them, but they really did make a big difference. Now, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about grief and what it feels like. And I want to I want to just make a quick statement uh, before we move on to our next topic. Um, when we talk about grief, we're not just talking about grief from death. We're talking about grief from any loss. And especially with respect to the military family, this could be from a move. This could be from a breakup. This could be the loss of a beloved pet. This could be the loss of a child. It could be the loss of a limb. It can be financial. You know, it can be, um, you know, when people don't make rank and they, they get busted down. I mean, there's so many things 
that have to do with loss. And it's really, we're talking about anything you care about. And there's no value judgment, no value system here that the loss of a limb is worse than a loss of a pet or a loss of a child or loss of finances or a loss of a job. Loss mm-hmm. is loss. And the better we learn to deal with loss, And the better we recognize the feelings and reactions and emotions associated, the more we are empowered to take control of our life because we're all going to get hit with it at one time or another. So there's my little soapbox. That's right. I'm glad you did clarify that because it's true. I mean, there are so many uh, facets to this and Ju- uh, Judy has definitely uh, got a great handle on ways to process through all of this. <clears throat> right. And that's where I'd like to take us for this last segment. I'd really like to talk to Judy about some of the things that she recommends, some of the things she's used, uh, you know, to cope and to work through the grief process. Because I'll tell you, it is a process, and it's not a process that lasts a month or a week or a day. It's Mm -hmm. a process, and it's all about the new normal. And we talk a lot about new normals on this show because the military family continually has to adjust to change. So I'm going to ask you, Judy, what are some of the things you recommend for our military families in moving their way through the grief process? I I will answer your question in just a second, but I want to make a comment about something you said because I think it's so important. You mentioned taking power over what you're going through, and that's so important because often, you know, people have the mistaken impression that they have no power over their grief, and that couldn't be further from the truth. You do have power over your grief. You do have the power to make that choice, to step into the process that's going to lead you toward healing. And um, it's very important to, you know, to keep that in mind and remember it because you are not a victim because of your loss. You are the victim of a loss, but that doesn't mean you have to become a victim. And that's very important. But as far as what to do, you know, the first thing that we that we talked about a little bit earlier is find out about grief itself. You know, mm-hmm. get some materials, whether they're books or tapes or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're comfortable with and read and find out about grief so that you know what to expect and you know how it operates and you know you begin to know what you have to do. One of the best things that you can do is to talk about your loss because you need to be able to verbalize and get those feelings and thoughts and concerns, the things you're wrestling with, the things you're afraid of, out into the open. And by by talking about your loss, you really are, that's one way that you can mm-hmm. process all of those feelings and get them You know, the goal is to get them from the inside to the outside because once you can do that, they begin to to lessen their hold over you. The other thing is to write, and that's what um, my journal encourages um, everyone to do. It's one of the most powerful things that you can do. It's something you can do, you know, you don't always have someone at hand whom you trust that you can talk to. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night and it's just you. 
you can get out a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. It can be a notebook, a piece of paper, or anything, and just start pouring your heart out on paper. You know, all these things that are turning around inside, just, just write about it. Don't worry about what it looks like or, you know, if it's good form or grammar or anything. Just get those thoughts and feelings on paper. And, again, it's that same process. By doing that, you really are facing those things within and you're working through them and you're getting them up and out. And that's mm-hmm. the way you're going to move toward healing because you're facing those things. You're not keeping them inside and, you know, churning them around and and making them grow bigger um, and more fearful or whatever than they need to be. Plus, um, I I'm sure... Earlier, Oh, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. What I was going to say is that I'm sure putting it on paper almost validates it, too. And it could be that vehicle in order to start talking to someone if you're not sure how to approach it or how to start talking about it. At least if it's on paper, sometimes having it there to read to someone or have someone else read and then be able to engage in some kind of interaction probably uh, is very helpful for a lot of people well absolutely and you know sometimes you know there could be um you know some deep anger involved or something like that and if you can write through it on paper rather than you know direct that toward a particular person that might be a better way to handle it you can just Mm -hmm. write whatever and if you want to tear it up when you get finished you know Mm -hmm. do that but you're still getting those thoughts and feelings outside of yourself. Mm, Very much so. And the other thing too, I'm sure that is uh, sort of a dimensional element is the fact that by you starting to talk about it, it eases other people around you who might not know how to cope with your grief. Uh, I'm sure if you do have erratic behavior while you're getting getting on whatever you're processing, that's so difficult for the person experiencing it, but those around us don't know quite how to help us with it and they, they that sort of helps them to be able to say okay well let's you're giving me permission now to bring it up and open it up and let's let me know what I can do that's true and you know oftentimes too the people who are closest to you want to be able to talk about it themselves but they're afraid mm-hmm. if they bring it up they'll upset you you know they'll make things worse well you know, in fact, you're upset already. <laughs> They're not going to upset you more. And sure. um, somehow by identifying that elephant in the room, it makes things yeah. easier for everyone, you know, and you right. give them, like you said, the okay to talk about it. And oftentimes when you go through this, people don't know what to do. They don't know how to help. And you can help yourself and you can help them by letting them know specific things that they can do to help. Mm. Because, again, you know, people people don't know what you need the way you know what you need. Mm-hmm. And so often they're so ready and willing to help. I know, you know, my the people that, that were my friends in the military community, I was a military wife for 21 years, such a giving 
caring group of people, and, you know, they really do reach out to each other. Um, I lived on the base many, many different times, and, you know, people are so willing if they just know what to do, and you can help both of you by letting them know. You've defined a new concept called remapping. What do you mean by remapping? Well, remapping was my way of explaining the grieving process in the most simple way I could, just so people would know um, kind of the elements that are involved in the process. And mm-hmm. beyond that, um, it, it, it really is the um, reconnecting and, and um, everything that has to take place in your life when after a loss occurs. But the, the six elements of remapping are time, feelings, acceptance, release, renewal, and support. And very quickly, all that means is grief takes place over time. Um, It's a process. And each person is different, each situation is different, but you have to give it the time it takes. Um, Mm. You have to um, acknowledge your feelings and allow yourself to feel all of those things associated with Uh, this grieving process, and we've talked about a lot of them. Acceptance at some point, you know, once you're in this process, you know, you will have to come to the place where you accept what's happened to you, your new reality (laughs) and what it is. And um, release, again, at at the right point for you. You know, you, you have to release that loss or that person not meaning to forget, but let go of what it is that you no longer have. And then um, renewal, you begin to open your heart and your mind and look toward the future more than holding on to the past, which is what you, you, know, what you typically do early on in grief. You're focused toward sure. the past and what you had. But by um, renewal, you're beginning to look toward the future to contemplate the life that is in that you have ahead and um, open your heart and your mind to living fully living living again and then support don't try to do it by yourself it's too hard Judy that is so wonderful I we are so appreciative that you are here today if uh, anyone wants more information I encourage everyone to visit Judy at stunned by grief.com judy it's been such a pleasure thank you so much thank you so much for having me i really appreciate the opportunity to share with your listeners oh thanks join us next week we have jody bramer returning with us she's our licensed in marriage counselor uh, licensed family therapist and she will be back with lots of information for us next week take care everyone have a great week